What's up? Uh, welcome to another episode of Eric's Mediocre Adventures. Today, this is uh, what we're calling a hodgepodge adventure because I've had a very <laughs> jam-packed last couple weeks and I haven't really uh, had time to sit down and, and, and do the prep for the movies I want to do. So I'm just kind of throwing something together here today because I wanted to, to do a new episode. So, yeah. Uh, I tried to do some, some thingies. Um, I tried to do some topic creating as I went. And then I've watched a few movies like for the first time or, or mostly the first time uh, over the last couple of weeks. that I thought I could talk about those too. So, uh, I guess we'll start off with the first topic that I that I thought of uh, today, while I was puttering about, uh, is I thought I wanted to talk about movies that didn't need sequels, and the reason why I started thinking about this is because uh, I, I may have mentioned it before, but one of my favorite podcasts is The Weekly Planet, uh, and they were talking about franchises that should end or solo movies that should have continued. And I thought from that, I was like, hmm, what about movies that had sequels that really didn't need them uh, rather than, than franchises or, or whatever. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking um, in regards to that. So the first one on the old list that I had uh, was Mamma Mia. Um, I don't think that movie needed a sequel, and, uh, I think even if it did need a sequel, I don't think the way they went about it was the, the, uh, right way. Um, rather than a continuation of the story there to answer, like, any of the questions that were left over from the first one, or exploring more of the world, uh, they just kind of did the same thing again, and, um, didn't answer any of the questions, so... Uh, this is not to say for this movie or for any movies of these uh, that they're good or that they're bad. It's just a comment on whether or not they are uh, relevant uh, or needed. Because um, I actually really enjoy Mamma Mia 2. I think it is a better movie, and I like it quite a bit. But um, it, it, it just didn't do what sequels are really supposed to do. It felt just more like a unnecessary go again kind of thingy uh, and I will mention that there are some movies that came to mind that didn't make this list because they think the movies uh, created so much intrigue or like they painted such like an interesting world in them where there was a yearning for more so like while so for example uh, John Wick John Wick was a movie that was really good on its own it didn't necessarily need a sequel but the world it created in it also kind of made it need a sequel so that we could explore that world more. Yeah, that's just, that's just, uh, so that limited some of them too. Um, but the next one on the old list here is Frozen. So yeah, I don't think Frozen needed a sequel at all. Um, and this, I guess this is coming from someone I, it, you know, this movie wasn't for me. While I, I liked it a lot, the first one, um, 
I wasn't obsessed with it like many of our of our youths of today are, but uh, I felt like it told everything it needed to tell. Everything was kind of wrapped up. Uh, the mysteries and stuff that they explore in the second one were not necessary to explore. It was just, again, it felt like another way to get, get some more monies um, and all that, which is I'm pretty sure what it was. Not to say also that the second one wasn't good. I did enjoy it, um, but it was it was mostly unnecessary, and uh, it doesn't really add anything to the whole overall, you know, picture of uh, Frozen. <laughs> All right, the next one on the list is Zoolander. Zoolander is one of those movies that I think is um, incredibly overrated. And people, I guess, had been wanting a sequel to it for a really long time. Uh, it just happened to take 15 years, and uh, then the sequel turned out to be really, really bad. <laughs> I remember I tried to watch it, and I had to stop because it was just not good. Uh, but yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't even really care for the first one, so... Maybe that's part of why I didn't think a uh, didn't think it was needed, but you know, hard to say. But yeah, I don't think I, th I don't think there was anything more to this story that needed to be done. Like it's not like he was going to get smart or good at stuff. Like he, his character had reached like its its logical conclusion. If that makes sense. <clears throat> Uh, next up that I found that uh, this one might be a little controversial um, and it's actually one where I really I, I probably enjoy the sequel more than the first one but it is a movie I think that did not need a sequel and that is Shrek I think everything that Shrek wanted to do they achieved in the first movie and uh, doing anything else is just like it's like if you had a cake it's a good cake and there's already some icing on it, but it's just adding more icing. And I, I guess it kind of makes it a better cake, but, like, then there's too much icing and the cake's too sweet. And <laughs> you get the point. Um, it just, it, any, any sequels to Shrek was kind of unnecessary, even though they were enjoyable. Uh, especially the second one, the third one wasn't great. But you get my point, I hope. Uh, the next one here. Oh, excuse me, big yawn. <sighs> the next one that I thought of was Greece. Now I am uh, one of the rare people I think that actually really enjoys Greece. Uh, Greece two, might I add? <laughs> I think Greece two was very good. Uh, I like the music in Greece 2 more than the first one, probably because it's it's catchier music and there's more of it. But that's again that that might just be me. Um, but yeah, uh, I know that most people think it was it, it was a rather unnecessary addition. Um, the only characters who come back are ones that people generally don't care about, like. People, some people care about Frenchie, but they don't do anything with her character anyways to make you care, so like, it's not like that matters. Um, it's a new group of 
T-birds and pink ladies that they want you to care about, and you mostly don't. Like, it was just unnecessary. And I, I understand they were trying to create like a franchise and like get it going, but you know, it didn't work, and it kind of fell apart. <laughs> uh, another one I think that didn't need sequels, uh, personally, was Halloween. So, what I think happened with Halloween um, is that the sequels ruined the magic of the first one. The fact, like, the, it turned this mysterious, like, kind of like still really threatening guy, even though he was beaten, uh, into a little bit of a joke. And like, as we all know, they drove that franchise into the ground. So, it wasn't wasn't ideal, <laughs> and it wasn't uh, wasn't particularly good like the only good one that I can remember off the top of my head is Halloween 2 uh, and the rest are not great so yeah. the, I guess if you, you even the 2018 one even though it's really good it, it, it wasn't needed like so yeah that's that's yeah <laughs> um, next up was uh, 21 Jump Street I know that they set up the sequel at the end of the movie uh, at the end of 21 Jump Street but 22 Jump Street wasn't needed. Um, they did everything that they wanted to do uh, in the first one, and, like, all the character arcs were met. Like, I know that um, they they point that out in the sequel, that they're just doing it again and, and all that stuff, and that's why that is still a good movie and it's still funny. But, yeah. It was mostly superfluous, which is why it's on this list, and that's what this list is kind of about. Um... The last one I had for this, uh, off the top of my head, when I was thinking about this idea, was uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Um, I've not seen the second one, but I've heard it's not great, and I also uh, didn't think there was any more story to tell. They resolved his story, they fixed everything, everything was happy and done, and uh, just making another one muddied the waters. But I wanted to just quickly look up any if there's any other that I was missing. Oh, yeah, right off the bat, there's one I was missing. Um, Lost Boys. The Lost Boys, the uh, vampire movie starring Kiefer Sutherland. Um, it didn't need a sequel. Uh, I think it got two, if I remember correctly, and I've only seen one of them. And they were both... or at least One of them was terrible. The one that I saw was terrible. And then I, I hear the other one was also very, very bad. So... Um, yeah, apparently they both hold a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's, you know, that checks out. Um, but yeah, the first one's like one of those cult classic movies where it's not it's not actually like a great movie or, well, like, it's not a good movie really, but there's just enough about it that it's really enjoyable to, to make it, uh, make it pop, you know, make it memorable, mainly Kiefer Sutherland, but yeah. Uh, the next little topic I came up with is um, I wanted to try to talk about some movies that had sequels that I thought had uh, failed for whatever reason. And failing is kind of like a broad term. It's just like why I think the sequel didn't do what it was supposed to do. Um, yeah. Again, quality here isn't really a factor. Like the sequels can, can very well be good. Uh, but just for some reason or another, it just didn't... Like, I don't think it hit like they wanted it to. 
And the first one uh, is, might be a controversial one as well because it's gone on to spur in like eight other movies. Um, is The Fast and the Furious. Uh, I Not only do I think that movie didn't need a sequel, I feel like they wrapped it up very well, uh, even though it, there was the potential there to keep it going. Uh, when they did decide to keep it going with Too Fast, Too Furious, they took it in the complete wrong direction. Um, I think if all the interest at the end of The Fast and Furious was to follow Dom and, and still be mostly Dom-focused, but then also have Brian there kind of like dipping his toes more into either the crime route or, or you know what have you things they go on to later do in like in five particularly uh four and five but then in two they decide to follow brian completely um he's pulled back in to just repeat the fir- the thing he did in the first one instead he's got a new sidekick and it's just it's not it's not really a, a good time um it's just it's it's fun to watch that movie now just because it's ridiculous but it's not really um particularly good and i'm i'm shocked that they they were able to bounce back (laughs) especially after after that one but they you know they did Another one, uh, kind of in that same vein, is I think Men in, the Men in Black series, uh, particularly the first or the second. While the second one I think is still good, it felt like they were just kind of retreading. Like it, they were just doing a reset, like they, they had had a nice story in one, they resolved it, they finished it. And then they just kind of, while there was potential to continue it, they decided to just kind of go back and try to repeat the exact same thing again from the first one, and, the, and it kind of failed. Uh, yeah, like I think there was a lot of potential for them to to just do something new with Will Smith and then add in a new character, but instead they they decided to to bring back Tommy Lee Jones and just do the exact same relationship in reverse, which was you know unnecessary, I think, um, and it ultimately failed. Even though we got a third one, uh, which I haven't seen because I just don't care, but um, yeah. Oh, it just this just occurred to me too. Another movie that didn't need a sequel, sequel uh, Taken. They did everything that you could do with Taken in the first one, and then anything, everything else in the second one just went like second and third one even just went be, to beyond absurdity, and it just got silly. And they killed the franchise, I think, to the point where most people don't even want to go back and watch Taken One, even though Taken One is really good. Um, and that's not what you want. You don't want your sequels to kill a franchise. <laughs> But, yeah, we're not on that topic anymore. We're on the failing one. So the next one uh, is Blade Runner. I think Blade Runner, regardless of if you enjoy uh, Blade Runner 2049 or not, um, I think the sequel was a failure because they took entirely too long. So if they had done a sequel within a few years where they could keep up the story, like the mystery story of whether or not uh, Harrison Ford was a, what do they call it, a duplicate? A replicant. Whether or not he was a replicant, whether, um, gosh, I'm trying to remember the name of them. 
uh, the the main female character, whether she was a replicant, like all that stuff could have been continued when he was still young enough to you know do it. Um, sorry, I keep getting hiccups. But I think they they kind of uh, they waited too long. They couldn't do the replicant thing either because I don't think, if I remember correctly, replicants weren't really supposed to age. Um, so it kind of, yeah, it kind of, uh, it took it in the wrong direction because I think there was, there were some things people didn't want answers to or they wanted to actually discover the answers to them in a movie itself. Like, the main thing, I think, because it's still, like, a, something people talk about now. I don't even know if they talk about it anymore because, um, 2049 answered it. But back in the day, people were legitimately wondering still. Because I remember we, I had a class where we read, uh, where we read, um, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? And then we watched this movie and we had to talk about this movie, uh, in university. And even then, it was probably 2013, I guess? Uh, even then we were having discussions as to whether we thought Deckard was a replicant or a human. And I feel like if you're going to do a sequel, that is what you would want to address. You'd want to go into more about the humans and the replicants. And I think they just waiting until they couldn't do that anymore and then doing a sequel, I think kind of, kind of ruined it, um, personally, making the sequel ultimately pointless. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> the next one is going to be another controversial one because I know people get up in arms about this movie, uh, these movies. But I think the Incredibles uh, sequel failed uh, for a similar reason. I think it took too long, and because it took too long, I think they felt too comfortable just doing the exact same plot again and because they did the exact same plot again anyone I think who remembers the first one really well I, I don't I, I can't see how they would really enjoy the second one because I know I didn't I found the second one to be quite uh, dragging at times and it, it felt just really familiar it just felt like the exact same movie just with the, the roles swapped um, I think if they had made a sequel much earlier uh, there would probably would have been a better chance of there being a different story or some other kind of adventure but I think waiting 14 years gave them the time to uh, kind of like rest on their laurels as it were and I know most m most people if not all people won't agree with me because the movie made all of the money and it has like very good reviews but I just remember I was very disappointed after I saw this and I, and I was very confused um but yeah it's one that I think I think for for me at least I think it was a technically in that regard of whether it did what sequels should do I think it was a, a failure uh, two of them I'm not going to touch on too much because uh, they were in the other list uh, is Grease 2 I think Grease 2 was a, a a failure because it just tried to recreate the magic again with the, with the roles swapped uh where the man was the um, the kind of the goody good one, and and the the woman was the uh, one that was part of the cool the cool clicks and stuff. Um, 
and I think a lot of people just didn't like the new characters. They didn't like the story, uh, and it failed to to reignite any of the magic that the first one did for many people. And then I think Zoolander speaks for itself, but mainly the issue with that one as well, I think, is it took too long. There was, because I, I, I remember after the first one came out, there was actually some inches for a sequel, because I know people talked about it. Uh, but I think they waited entirely too long. Was it 12 years or so? When did the first one come out? 2001. Okay, so they waited 15 years. Um, and by that point, I don't think people cared. And then they tried to make it like fit into the young hip society of today rather than appealing to like the people who would have seen it in 2001 and I think it it, it fell apart uh, because of that yeah I'm trying to think if there's any others uh, movies I'm trying to think if there's any others that I might have missed Paddington didn't really need a sequel, but its sequel was great, and um, <laughs> that is based on a thing where there are sequels. Like it's based on a whole series of books. So I mean, that one's kind of understandable that it would there would be uh, sequels. So I'm not gonna complain about that one. Hmm. I'm trying to search my head here, sequels. Mary Poppins, I suppose, is one that didn't need a sequel, but I, th I think the sequel did a good job of re-exploring the matters in a different way, and it, I think it had been long enough in that regard that they could kind of repeat some motifs, because it, it's like ready for people to learn the same lessons again, I guess, because it's just, it's kind of like why I'm okay with, uh, Force Awakens using a lot of the same stuff, like the same symbolism and same basic plotline of A New Hope and, and, and all that because it's it had been long enough and they're trying to bring in new people to this audience and they're also trying to recreate the sense of familiarity that it that it you can get away with it because it works um, and I think this, Mary Poppins Returns is kind of the same same dealy, it's been it's been plenty long enough that it kind of it kind of works out for you. Yeah. Oh, two of them just occurred to me as well, because and two more, but it's also the same one. Um, the first Jumanji did not need any sequels. <laughs> In itself, it just didn't need any sequels. It's it's weird that they decided to do it again, um, if you can even call those sequels. And then Jumanji: uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Is that is that the first one? Whatever the first one of the the new ones are, you didn't need a sequel to that either. They played the game, they beat the game, the game was done. Like we're done. Let's stop. <laughs> no more. But that's just uh, that's just my own opinions on those, I suppose. Um, you can agree or you can not agree, and that's you know that's that's life. That's how we live. Uh, so. That's all the only topics I thought of. Uh, I was, I guess, when I was thinking of them, I was kind of hoping I'd have more. Um, 
but that's okay. Uh, I'll get into the other part of this hodgepodge adventure, which was um, talking about some of the movies that I'd seen uh, for the first time. I got a hair in my mouth. Uh, that I'd seen for the first time recently. And the first one uh, that I want to talk about is The Gentleman. And it's a Guy Ritchie film from 2019. Uh, it was released on... Was it released on Netflix or did it just come out on Netflix? I can't even remember. Uh, I'm going to look that up. Okay, it was theatrically. All right. So uh, this movie, yeah, as I said, was was directed by Guy Ritchie, and um, it's got a killer cast: uh, Matthew McConaughey, uh, Charlie Hunnam, Michelle Dockery, who I don't know, but you know she's great. Uh, Colin Farrell, uh, Hugh Grant, and uh, Henry Golden, uh, who many may know from Crazy Rich Asians. Um, <coughs> it's pretty much a if you've if you've seen any Guy Ritchie movie, you kind of know know what it is. It's a England-based like crime underworld kind of based movie with his usual amazing humor and and witty lines. But uh, I I'd been meaning to watch this pretty much ever since it was up on on Netflix, and I just never really got around to it. Every time I would scroll past, and I was like, do I want to? Do I want to watch this movie right now? Do I want to watch any movie right now? And the answer was usually uh, no. I have a generally bad attention span, so I have to be in a, in a, like a kind of certain mood to actually sit down and, and watch a movie, especially if it's a new one, because if it's a new one that I've not seen before, I actually want to pay complete attention to it, which is tiring for me to do uh, for anything, so... I had to um, I had to wait until I felt like it was time to watch it, and then there's it just I don't even remember what what kind of spurred it. But then one night I was just like, you know what, I want to watch this. So I turned off my computer and I threw it up on the TV and I sat down and I watched it. And uh, I I really liked it. I thought it was a great movie. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. And I think. I think it, it, in my opinion, uh, it's underappreciated. I would say um, it deserves a lot more praise than it's getting. I know a lot of people don't like it because they feel some of the jokes were uh, were a little too much, or that at times the movie was a little insensitive, which you know is fair. It's a it's a kind of a, a crime movie though, and they're trying to to, I guess, replicate a more realistic uh, approach to how this world would be so it's i i kind of like it it didn't bother me but i'm also not the target of much of what was said so i guess whether it would bother me or not is is irrelevant so yeah i i can understand why some people weren't uh weren't thrilled by it and i'm just going off of some of the reviews i read for it uh that weren't thrilled of it i don't know if it actually if people were actually not a big fan of it but um as far as I understand it, it made quite a bit of money. Uh, according to this, its budget was $22 million and it made over $115 million, which in this day and age is not super good for like a big box, like a big movie, but it's still, it made more than its money back, so it's a success. Um, I think all of the roles are really well acted. I love 
all of the characters, even the ones you're not supposed to love, I think are, are great. Uh, McConaughey uh, kills it as this kind of like aging crime boss uh, who's just looking to get out of it. <clears throat> uh, Hugh Grant plays this kind of smarmy like uh, tabloid reporter who's um, just getting his nose in everyone's business. Uh, Charlie Hunnam plays this like well-to-do uh, assistant to McConaughey's character, but like you can also just tell there's like a darkness in him <laughs> that's ready to pop out. Uh, and no spoilers, but you can kind of see it pop out at times. Um, Colin Farrell uh, plays this really interesting character called Coach, um, who is it, he's an Irishman, and I thought. I, I, for some reason, I forgot that Colin Farrell was Irish. I just, for some reason, I thought he was Australian. Anyways, he was doing his accent, and I was like, is he copying Conor McGregor's accent? <laughs> but it may just very well be his own accent. I don't actually know what Colin Farrell sounds like normally, but yeah, I thought he was Australian, so I just assumed it was a, it was a fake accent. And it still might have been a fake accent, but um, he is Irish, so it also might not have been. Anyway, uh, yeah, this movie was a lot of fun. Uh, everyone in it is very well dressed, which is just, uh, it just makes me like envious because I, I wish I had nice clothes and that I could wear nice clothes, but I don't and I can't. So that's sad. Um, I think I'd give this movie probably an 8 out of 10, maybe a little bit more. Uh, but I think 8 out of 10 is, is pretty good for it. Um, and yeah, if you haven't seen it, I would recommend going on to um, the Netflix if you're in Canada, uh, and you can you can watch this film, and it is quite good. The other movie that I watched, uh, mostly because of the gentleman, uh, I went and watched uh, King Arthur: Legend of the Sword. If I remember correctly, this is a movie that I had watched bits and pieces of, I think, on a plane. So I didn't remember much, if any, of it at all. Um, all I remember is when this movie was coming out in 2017, I was really excited because uh, I was a really big fan of Charlie Hunnam. I really liked Guy Ritchie's Sherlock Holmes movies. And I just thought the trailer looked really good and I thought it was going to be interesting. And then, once it did come out, there was very uh, negative reviews for it. <sighs> Excuse me. Uh, there was very negative reviews for it, so I just, for whatever reason, decided not to go see it. Uh, and uh, I just thought, you know, I'll watch this some other time. And that some other time turned out to be partially on a plane, and then two nights ago before I went to sleep. <laughs> Anyways, I think this movie, again, it, it's it's underrated in that... The reason I'm saying it's underrated is because pretty much no one went to go see it. Like, I think they calculated the film lost almost $150 million, if you, like, when they added everything up, because it made... Its budget was $175 million, so when it, for that budget, that's just what they're saying, so that's not counting, um, 
that's not counting like all the other costs for the uh, what's the word the marketing and, and all that uh, so yeah just making the movie cost 175 million and they only made 148 at the box office you know which isn't good <laughs> and there was a lot of really negative reviews And I, I don't I, I think some of them are just like some of them are, are deserved and some of them are not like wrong in what they're saying but I think it, it's it's a better movie than some people give it credit for um, it's if you've seen Sherlock Holmes um, the the two films that he made for them you can kind of expect um, what's gonna happen here it's the same kind of humor a similar kind of action style uh similar kind of more like down in the streets tough uh tough guy streetwise peep characters like just like i guess in the gentleman you saw it's it's the same kind of stuff in this movie and i think maybe that doesn't fit the uh arthur story super well and i th- so maybe those just didn't gel that great and then at the same time too, um, he, I think at least for me, one thing that I liked I like about the King Arthur story and stuff is that people kind of always hang on to that that belief or that that possibility that this was a real thing and that this happened. And I think this movie went too far into the fantasy of it, where there was like giant magic elephants and humongous demon CGI gray knights and stuff like and weird sea hags that were three ladies and octopus arms and shit um I think I think they just went too far into it to remove that bit of enjoyment for me to where it wasn't really a legend anymore it was just like a, a fictional story and um Having watched some interviews for about it recently, uh, when when I heard that the the original like first cut that he had made was three and a half hours long, um, yeah, when it was three and a half hours long, and then they just he cut things out and he felt like that the the cut down version was still like a a movie that worked, like that gets me suspicious because I don't think you can cut three and a half hours down to two hours and have it still be a well pieced together movie because like all that story that you told in the three and a half hours you've now condensed to two without reshooting stuff to make it flow better and I think that is a problem with the movies that it just does not flow super well it kind of like is it's hop skip jumpy um the filming style feels inconsistent at times and it feels like there's just a lot missing as you jump between bits. Um, but the acting is all really good. The characters are all really good. The story itself, other than the, the things I talked about, uh, being disappointed and that it stepped away from legend, is that um, the story was still really good. It was interesting, uh, even without the Arthur Excalibur like name attached to it. Um, they introduced a lot of cool concepts, but uh, 
I think this movie really falls apart at the end uh, when they go full CGI with with the action scenes. And the problem isn't that it's gone full CGI, it's that it's gone full CGI and it's bad CGI. Like, it's, it's, it's bad for 2006 standards, let alone 2017 standards. Like, it's really not great. There's this one scene where he's, like, fighting in a courtyard with the sword, and the sword slows down time and it does all this other kind of other CGI stuff and it looks just so utterly out of place like it looks like they have a, we film this courtyard we have some people standing in the courtyard and then we have cartoon Charlie Hunnam fighting the people in the courtyard and he'll hit them and you can clearly tell he didn't hit them but he hit them and uh, they fall down normal but then cartoon Charlie Hunnam bounces over here, and now there's some cartoon explosions, and it's it just doesn't look good. Um, I don't know why. Like they they clearly gave him the money for it, so I don't know. Um, I don't really know what happened there. But I also know that apparently there was like a in this normal three and a half hour cut, the first normal, uh, the first one there was like a love story that they removed. So like I'm wondering how much character development or how much story were in those pieces that they like removed and if it would have made a better movie like I'm I'm always curious to to see like I would like to see the full <laughs> the full three and a half hour cut just to see if it if it does more um because this was supposed to be the launching of a uh a lot the launching of a of a franchise this is going to be the first of six I think of six movies and and it just it did so poorly that they they are like no we're done uh which is sad because even just from this one alone i would want to see more um there's enough interest in the world that they created there and stuff that that i would like to to be able to keep watching it you know it might just be me but actually no i know it's not just me because i was talking to someone about this movie and they also agreed that they would have liked to have seen more so yeah I feel like there was another movie I watched this week and I can't remember. Oh, yes. Uh, I finally sat down and watched The King. Uh, the 2019 movie starring Timothy Chalamet, uh, Joel Edgerton, Robert Pattinson. Uh, the film based on... What is it? Edward? No. Hal. Henry. Henry V. Shakespeare's play. Henry V. Um... I think in regards to Shakespeare adaptations, this is the right way to do it. I am not a fan of Shakespeare adaptations, like when they do movies or TV shows and stuff, and they just read the play lines. Like, if I wanted to watch the play, I would watch the play, if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> if that's how I, if that's what I wanted to see, I'm sure I could find the play either some recorded version of it or I could go find a play to watch in person and in this movie I appreciate that it didn't do that it it's spoken in more normal English easier to uh, to digest English um, did I say is it Henry V or is it Henry VI I think it's Henry V right bruh <laughs>
Yeah, it is Henry V. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> Phew. Almost embarrassed myself there. But yeah, anyway. Um, I liked the movie well enough. Um, I found it lost me. Uh, about halfway through, I kind of stopped caring. Um, maybe it was because I was already familiar with the story, having... Like, I, I had to read pretty much every single Shakespeare play in, in university. So, <laughs> I didn't really, uh, I don't know. It just, it didn't, it didn't keep me interested all the way throughout. Um, and by the time, like, before they even got to the war bits, I was kind of done with it. Um, but it was enjoyable. It looked very, very pretty, uh. The acting is very well done. I like Timothy Shamugubu. Uh, he does great. Um, yeah. Uh, I know that they they did switch some things around. Like, I remember uh, there's a bit where he, like, fights for his brother. Um, to try to, like, save his brother. And I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. Or at least didn't happen in the play. Uh... And, and stuff like that, so I know they added some stuff to it. But for the most part, it was enjoyable. Um, if you enjoy Shakespeare stuff, or if you enjoy just, like, period pieces like this, I'd say go watch it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's enjoyable enough. I know this is not the, um, the most interesting episode and it's kind of just me talking but uh i wanted to, to get something out and i had these thoughts so it's like i'll come talk about these thoughts <sighs> excuse me but this week i will try to um i'm gonna try to watch both of the movies i need to watch for the next two episodes this week uh and if not i'll watch more than that um just to get myself prepared and ahead of the schedule because it seems like I'm only going to get busier uh, from here. So if you did manage to listen to this, I'd really appreciate it. And if not, I completely understand. And um, you won't be hearing this anyways, but we should be back to the uh, regular, regularly scheduled programming um, in the coming weeks. So uh, I'd keep going, but I feel like I'm about to fall asleep, <laughs> which, you know, isn't great. And it's only 6.30, so, you know. We're all doing great right now. Anyways, thanks a lot. Uh, this was a hodgepodge, I suppose. <laughs> and I'll try not to do this again because it doesn't really work. Uh, I'll hope to have a better plan if I do have to do this again. But yeah, thanks for listening. Bye!